This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about pork roll and or Taylor ham. Don't yell at us. Ah! <laughs> I feel We're like going to use them interchangeably. <laughs> we are. I feel like even putting one term before the other term yes. was just controversial. Please, please don't come at us. We have no pork in this race. Uh, we <laughs> We love all of you and your strong opinions. We genuinely do. And it was funny that you say that because I originally called this outline when I started it Taylor Ham. And then I noticed throughout I was using pork roll more. And I was like, what if somebody gets a hold of this and then it's going to get out what I've done? Oh, um, no. uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because drama, listeners, so much drama, so much strong opinions. It is quite fun. Um and shout out to our listeners, including, but not limited to, <laughs> uh, Matt, Danielle, Tracy, Howard, I think the email wasn't signed, but that was the address, mm-hmm. um, and Leon. So that's already <laughs> a handful of people who have said, you've got to talk about this. We've read their listener mails on the show. Um, so we did it. We're here. Yeah. Here we are. Yes. And I will say... um. I don't have any experience with this one. Perhaps clearly, I'm actually very impressed at how specifically regional this is. Yeah. Um, 
Because there's a lot of stuff that's like, oh, this is like a southern thing. This is a northeastern mm-hmm. thing. Like, oh, man, like this one's definitely from uh, from the Pacific Northwest. But but this thing is so it's like New Jersey and parts of Pennsylvania, as far as I can yes. tell. And that's it. Mm-hmm. There are actual maps you can look up. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, and you don't have any experience with it either, right? Not that I am personally aware of. Um, I did live in uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania for a time when I was very young, but I was more in like in like Western Pennsylvania. And I think this is more like an Eastern Pennsylvania thing. So if I did have it as a kid, I do not remember it. And I do not believe I've encountered it as an adult. Okay. So, (laughs) okay. So probably not. So we're flying, we're both flying blind on this one. We We, are. We have only the extraordinarily extensive opinions of the internet to go off of. Yes. And speaking of that, um, I do want to say at the top, uh, I, so we are coming out of Halloween weekend. Mm -hmm. When we, when I was researching this, it was the Monday of Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, So after Halloween weekend, and I was exhausted, so exhausted. It's not even that I did too much, but it's more than I'm used to since the pandemic. Sure. Um, And... I thought, surely, you know, this is a pretty regional thing. I can, I can knock this out. Not, it won't take too long to at least get the basics of what it is. Sure. And it's the first time, <laughs> listeners, that I have fallen asleep at my laptop in years. <laughs> and the last t- thing I typed that I don't remember typing was, leave me be. <laughs> Because I kept finding so much more very strongly opinion, oh, wow. opinionated articles. And I was like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> oh. I love it. I'm endeared by it. But my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's going to be okay, Annie. I think it's going to be okay. We're just, we're impartial observers. We're here to report the facts such as they are. Uh, we, <laughs> uh, and, and that's, yeah, that's all that we can do. I, I think, I think it's going to turn out all right. I think so too. And like I said, it is really fun. It, it just, I got a good <laughs> chuckle the next morning when I woke up, I was like, oh no, I fell asleep on my laptop. Why did I write, leave me be? <laughs> oh yeah. Taylor ham slash pork roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm excited. It's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Me too. Um, and uh, in in the first of many controversial things that I'm gonna say, um, mm. you can see our Scrapple and our Spam episodes for like a little bit more on similar American products. Yes, you are correct. That is controversial. I- <laughs> But at least you didn't say the one other thing <laughs> that you should never do. <laughs> Which if you know, you know. Um, okay, also, National Pork Roll Day is May 23rd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm nervous already. All right. Here we go. Let's get to our question. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Taylor ham slash pork roll. What are they? Is it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whatever you call it, what we are talking about here today is a pre-cooked processed pork product uh, wherein the meat has been blended smooth and seasoned, then pressed into a loaf shaped like a like a round or a log and uh, cured, smoked, and or otherwise cooked. It is mostly a commercial product, and uh, folks are secretive about their recipes. As well they should be. Get it, y'all. Um, uh, anyway, uh, slices off of the round can be griddled up and served with uh, breakfasts and on sandwiches or chopped into other dishes. I, again, have not had it, so I am not speaking from personal experience. But I understand that this is like a, like a sausage, like, like a smooth type of sausage that's soft and salty, not like too, too fatty, but kind of fatty, um, a little smoky, a little spiced, um, and cooks up with crisped edges, uh, sort of like a, like a mild mortadella without the chunks of fat or other mix-ins, or like a stronger bologna, um, like, like, a, like a smooth porcine breakfast meatloaf. Mm. Yeah. Y'all y'all tell me. It it sounds incredibly satisfying. Like that that uh combination of crisped edges from from frying it up and and the softness of the meat. Oh, it sounds really nice. I love how many uh articles I found started with essentially the same story of like a dad in his robes on Christmas Day or something Aww. cooking uh-huh. <laughs> cooking pork roll. So it sounds yeah, it sounds delicious. Please let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have if you have the poetry for us, then yes. then 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 please write in. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, there are two like main producers of these products, both out of Trenton, New Jersey. Um, though a number of other producers local to the area make it, and uh, some of their uh, plants are a little bit more widespread. The the logs or, or rolls tend to be uh, like five or six inches in diameter often uh, somewhere around like 14 centimeters so yeah um uh as far as i can tell there are two main varieties of of this product um mild and tangy and the only real difference on the labels is that the tangy types will list uh, lactic acid starter culture as an ingredient so we can assume that the tanginess comes from a curing process in which friendly lactic acid bacteria are encouraged to grow in the product, eating some of the sugars that are added and pooping flavor. Bacteria poop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you guys, I have read a lot today about pork roll and or Taylor ham, um, and <laughs> I cannot tell you exactly how it is made. Uh, I can tell you the products like bologna and mortadella are made by, okay, grinding meat super fine, uh, mixing in some salt and maybe some sugar and uh, uh, whatever spices you're using, and then blending everything smooth. Um, then you shape it into logs. Uh, sometimes you um, you kind of pipe it into canvas bags of the appropriate shape, uh, at which point you can um, let them cure at cool temperatures and or smoke them low and slow and or boil them. Um, uh some pork roll and or Taylor ham products indeed are sold in canvas bags of this type. 
You can also buy it shrink-wrapped in pre-sliced rounds. It is not shelf-stable. Um, it is a chilled deli or, uh, like, fridge case item, uh, like, like bacon or other breakfast sausages or um, other processed meats. Yeah. One of the properties of this stuff um, typically is that it will curl up around the edges or, or cup like some pepperoni when it's cooked, um, when it's like pan fried once you've gotten slices. Yeah. Um, and that is that curling is considered undesirable. So it's often cut either once or a few times around the edges um, with the slits going inward toward the center to prevent curling. Um, and from what I understand, this uh, a single cut might be called a Pac-Man, and a multi-cut might be called a fireman's badge. But y'all, y'all tell me. I don't. Oh wow! Is that something you can ask for? I I guess I. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Please let us know. My my dad used to cook fried bologna, which I know is not the same thing. Don't yell at me. <laughs> he would always put four slits in it. When he would mm-hmm. do it. So, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, but right, right. Um, it is often served as a breakfast meat uh, or popularly on breakfast sandwiches along with egg and cheese I on either a Kaiser roll or a bagel. Um, I've read that there's also a divide about uh, mustard versus ketchup being the appropriate condiment for this. Uh mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I've read a number of other recipes. Uh, you might like chop some of this into um, into a stuffing for like for like mushrooms um, or uh, or vegetables of some kind. You might uh, use it as a topping for pastas or for pizza. Um, you might use it in like uh, casseroles or omelets or enchiladas, something like that. Yeah. Yes, there are so many recipes that use it. Um, and also, listeners, please please write in about this. Mustard versus ketchup thing. Because I saw a lot of uh, abbreviations, which is kind of why we arrived at this whole name uh, debate uh, in the first place. Uh, but then I saw some that were for like with ketchup or without. So please let us let us know about that, too. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Yes. Well, uh, what about the nutrition? Uh, this is a calorically dense food, um, high in fat and high in saturated fat, uh, lots of sodium, also lots of protein. Um, it will help keep you going, but to fill you up, uh, and to get some, you know, important micronutrients in there, um, pair it with a starch, eat a vegetable, hydrate, you know. All the important things. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We like to talk about. Uh, we do have some numbers for you. Yes. Okay, so as mentioned, this is a, in some ways, surprisingly localized thing. Uh, At least half a dozen companies in New Jersey produce the meat needed for pork rolls. But that's like where the bulk of it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, The pork roll appreciation page on Facebook has over 46,000 followers. And I think that number was a little old. So who knows? Well, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And this, we're okay. going to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, we okay. are. Uh, in, in the history section, but New Jersey holds an annual pork roll festival, but more than one. There are rival festivals on the same <laughs> weekend. Yep, in New Jersey. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Uh, Rutgers Eagleton did a poll 
in 2015. They they polled uh, 843 phone respondents, and this poll revealed that 38% of overall residents of New Jersey call it a pork roll. 35% call it Taylor ham. Uh, 2% use the names interchangeably. 13% don't use either term, and uh, 12% aren't really sure what they call it. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, however, furthermore, there is a strong North-South Jersey divide. Um, 59% of North Jerseyers use the term Taylor ham. 65% of South Jerseyers use pork roll. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, it is more divisive the longer you've lived there. Uh, people who have always lived in the state, uh, 90% of them have a strong opinion one way or another. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I read that it was like a great indicator of like, oh, they're probably from North Jersey or they're probably oh, from yeah. South Jersey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um Here's a quote from a New Jerseyan, uh, who we're actually going to talk about more in the history part, who was asked about the great name debate hmm. on NJ.com or NewJersey.com. Uh, quote, our identities often revolve around Philadelphia or New York City. Taylor Ham versus pork roll is something that is solely ours. That's why we will forever <laughs> fight about it. <laughs> oh, oh, I love God. it. How wonderful. (laughs) I know. I know. And we have so many more debates, fights, drama over this to get into. (laughs) We do. We do. Uh, And we are going to get into that. But first, we're going to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, A military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks With zero qualifications She had a Harvard plaque Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, we haven't done a sandwich episode, unless I am massively forgetting, and I don't think I would forget No, that. we have not done that. I've been avoiding it. I think I have as well. And Great. this is not that episode. <laughs> no, no. Uh, this is not also an episode about sausage. No. No. Also no. Uh, but, in the loosest sense of fillings encased by something... For convenience and transportation, uh, whether it's sandwich or sausage. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people have been eating sandwiches and roll-like things, um, especially with salted and cured meat because it lasts um, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about it multiple episodes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, there are anecdotal records of Union soldiers transporting what were essentially... Taylor ham slash pork rolls. Oh, I'm so nervous. Uh, <laughs> during the Civil War and other sources suggest that perhaps we can trace the history of this item to the Revolutionary War when soldiers carried these rolls of salted cured ham around. Um, mm-hmm. However, pork roll enthusiasts generally accept 1856 as the year it went official. All right. So, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I felt like I was on such a tightrope in one of these episodes. Yeah. Uh, according to one of the current and most well-known manufacturers of this product, which we mentioned, uh, Taylor Provisions of Trenton, um, they are the originator of the Taylor ham. 
And originally, there's still a leftover slash in here for pork roll, which I guess I should have left in. But <laughs> they prefer they prefer a specific term. They mm-hmm. they they have said it was us. Um, so they they like to say the credit goes to them because the company made John Taylor's quote original Taylor pork roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they say is the official name, but that has not always been the case. <laughs> okay, so the story they and other folks like to tell is that a New Jersey senator and well-known businessman named John Taylor created the first pork roll as we know them today-ish, um, a cured meat with spices, preservatives, and a sugar cure, smoked and packaged, rolled up in a cloth sack, for easier transporting and slicing. And this was specifically a business decision to set it apart from other popular sausages and meats uh-huh. that were available at the time. Um, and he called it Taylor's Preferred Ham. Uh, he later had to drop the ham from the name in 1906 when the newly established Food and Drug Act declared that the product didn't meet the definition of ham. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he rebranded as Original Taylor Pork Roll, uh, and he did his best to secure a patent for pork roll <laughs> uh-huh. to discourage competitors from using the name, but he never managed it. Uh, you can find some interesting, like, official documents about it. His biggest foe was the Case brand, and this has been a battle of the ages. Taylor Provisions, the company name as of 1939, versus the Case Pork Company, which was later rebranded as the Case Pork Roll Company. And that's one of the big, like, which one do you prefer mm-hmm. Yeah, arguments is still going on. Um, so Case got its start in 1870. It was founded by a farmer named George Washington Case, and his original product uh, used hickory-smoked pork from his farm, uh, it was first sold in corn husks. Oh, huh. uh, yeah, either at the farm or he would go around via horse and buggy and sell it. Um, but okay, <laughs> I love this. So <laughs> apparently, many in New Jersey just never really took to the new name of this Taylor product, um, largely because it was too long. Okay. Um, and, and so here's the really fascinating thing to shorten the name, people in Northern New Jersey started to call it Taylor ham while people in Southern New Jersey went with pork roll and the rest is history. (laughs) Um, but I love this because so many people were talking about like this in this area, this needing to speak quickly or condense things or shorten things. And I've just, it makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, me, me, meanwhile, I guess, um, the Taylor Provisions Company um, ran several sandwich shops from like the mid 1900s up through the 1980s uh, when they closed and stopped selling directly to the public. Uh, they now only sell through wholesale. Um uh, case and several other companies will sell to the public. And I mention this partially because um, there's like a minor kerfuffle among fans who do want branded Taylor merchandise and can't get it because Taylor doesn't produce it themselves and they own the copyright to the name. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. 
funny. <laughs> uh, it is indeed a whole thing. Um, uh, I mean, like, like, oh, like more than the debate, like culturally, this food is a thing. Like, uh, Ween uh, released a song. The band Ween released a song called "Pork Roll, Eggs, and Cheese" in 1991. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the pork roll versus Taylor Ham debate was addressed in the 2009 film New Jersey, the movie. And the filmmaker, who was the quote I used at the top, uh, made a map using polls and by searching the menus of delis and the like to get a rough idea of where exactly to divide falls. And you can find this map. And it's <laughs> it's glorious. Top notch. It is glorious. Oh, but this brings us to even more drama. No. We hinted at it. Mm-hmm. The inaugural Trenton Pork Roll Festival in 2014 uh, drew 4,000 attendees. And this was much more than anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the owner of the restaurant that hosted the event, T.C. Nelson, and the festival's producer, Scott Miller, disagreed about the future of the festival after this first event. Okay. Um, right, so Miller wanted to relocate to a larger space for the next festival. And just funnily enough... Um, a lot of articles I read about this said he's not originally from New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> but he uh, has lived in Trenton for a while. Okay. I'm not saying okay. one way or the other. All it right. was just funny how many people brought it up. Yep. Um, all right. Meanwhile, Nelson didn't want to move it from his restaurant. So they went their separate ways with Nelson hosting a competing festival at his restaurant on the same day the oh next my year. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, is the weekend of National Pork Roll Day. All right. Miller's lawyer sent Nelson a cease and desist letter, <laughs> mostly concerning marketing. And so this turned what was originally an amicable competition into not that. <laughs> into not that. Uh, Nelson said of Miller, he wants to be the czar of pork roll in this town, dictating who, when, where, and how a Trenton product can be sold, marketed, and celebrated, and he is a fool. And then later, <laughs> later he said, I have a son, and when I'm done kicking Miller's ass at pork roll festivals, my son will start kicking his ass. Wow. I'm telling you. A generational grudge was born that day. I know. This could be like an interesting horror comedy movie, I think. Yeah. Um, And believe me, listeners, I was not anticipating this. I already knew there was going to be drama around the name. I didn't know I was going to have festival drama. No. That wasn't necessarily (laughs) (laughs) name-based. And then uh, Miller, when asked about all of this, said, Our pork roll festival has always been about peace love, and pork roll. And we hope that we can try to reach that goal year after year. (laughs) And no joke, there are multiple articles written about this, comparing Uh them. Um, Here's a quote from a Vice article about this rivalry. It's blossomed into the purest definition of war, a minor misunderstanding taken way too seriously. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, And based on some other things I read, it's been blown out of proportion. I couldn't really get a handle on it. Some people seem to suggest, like, (sighs) people just, like, fighting about it. Yeah. Like, it's not really a deal. No one's really mad. And other people are like, no, we're kind of mad. And, like, it's hard to tell how much of that is joking. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. (laughs) Reading the quotes, it seemed pretty serious. But I guess I... 
I don't know. Listeners, again, if you have any experience, if you've been to one or both of these festivals, oh my gosh, please yeah. I, I, I We need to know like the level of animosity that's actually going on here. Yes, we need to know. Uh, huh. And then a 2016 act set out to name the Taylor Ham Egg and Cheese as New Jersey State Sandwich. Uh, minor correction. The Assemblyman who sponsored the bill actually introduced two bills, which were identical except for the terminology. Because Bill, uh, New Jersey Legislature Bill number A3666 called the product pork roll and A3667 called it Taylor Ham. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I... (laughs) I couldn't find an update on this bill. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure whether either have passed. Um, but, I mean, if... I don't think you could pass either one in their current form. There would be riots. <laughs> I don't know. It does seem uh, a bridge too far. Maybe too hard to cross. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's... It's really cool. Uh, very, very strange to me, but just lovely. I agree. I, I told Lauren before I was like frustrated by the amount of research, which is a good thing to be frustrated about. But I was so endeared by it. I yeah. was so endeared that so many people have written about this. <laughs> and I loved like the... I don't know. You could just tell they were coming from a place of of love and place and like and like n- nostalgia and like yeah. pride and uh and just just right, just just joy and yeah. and a little bit of bitterness. <laughs> yeah, but in a way that was really fun. Or like cantankerousness, I guess. Like Yeah, like it's fun to fight about this one. I don't know. It was I really did enjoy the research on this. It was it was a delight. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and we hope, we sincerely hope that uh, we haven't messed this up and that no one oh is my mad gosh. at us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, and listeners who have written in about this, uh, yeah, I hope we didn't let you down. Let us know if we got anything wrong. Yeah. I know some of you were writing from the perspective of being perplexed by this <laughs> as well. So, but yeah, yeah, just... This is such a one we haven't experienced and such a distinct thing mm-hmm. that we would love to hear from all yeah, of you. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of, I think we should close out before we get in, in any more trouble. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but we do have some listener mail for you. We do. And we're going to get into that right after we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. 
This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with it's a war, a battle, sometimes internal. <laughs> oh, heck. I think okay. this is, yeah, the first episode I've ever done where I was conscious of like what word I was using and what. Yeah. Oh, what, yeah. A, what a time. Not for what a minute. Not for thing. a minute. Here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, first of all, thank you to everyone who wrote in about your Halloween celebrations and with pictures yes. of your pets in costume. 
Thank you. We love them. Please keep them coming. Um, and speaking of, Kiana wrote, and I hope every time, I hope I got it right. <laughs> um, happy Halloween. I had my Halloween party on Saturday and did my annual family photos today. Food this year was butterscotch cauldron cake with chocolate and butterscotch frosting. Mm. The witch's legs and brooms were made of pretzels and candy melts. And the witch's hat was candy melts covering a lace cookie formed into a hat shape. Mm. Mm. White chocolate peanut butter skulls. Brains made of jello, marshmallows, and popcorn. Hmm. A hand made of goat cheese, cream cheese, and ham. Pumpkin blondies cut into spooky shapes with cookie cutters. Pumpkin spice rice crispy pumpkins. Witch's brew stew with carrots shaped like pumpkins and mushrooms shaped like skulls. I also covered some leftover popcorn with leftover candy melts to make some sort of purple spooky popcorn thing. <laughs> <laughs> On to the costumes. I made Fellowship of the Ring cloaks for me and my kitties. <laughs> they were less than impressed as always, but I have some good photos for our annual New Year's cards for family and friends. And in response to the amuse boosh, yes, more spooky all the time. <laughs> I, I mean, that menu sounds fantastic. And fantastical. Holy heck. Yes. That is so much care and preparation. And oh, that's really rad. It is. And the pictures were amazing. Like, I was like, how in the world? Mushroom skulls and right? carrot pumpkins. And then I saw the pictures like, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and the the outfits were, I mean, just chef's kiss. It was so good. <laughs> Oh, wow. uh, surly cats in costumes is one of my very favorite categories of photographs, like on the planet. <laughs> I... Cats in costumes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, it sounds like it was a great party, great food. Mm -hmm. And I do love this. There's something about those kinds of almost goofy, spooky things where it's like, it's so interesting to me. They're like, yes, mushrooms made skulls, mushrooms that look like skulls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh. Mm -hmm. oh, um, Kelsey wrote, you asked for horror Christmas foods? In my house, it's Halloweenies and beanies for the win. Uh, with black beans, uh, the goth legume <laughs> for <laughs> extra spookiness. Uh, best enjoyed around a fire. And, of course, the uh, roasted progeny of ritually sacrificed gourds, a.k.a. pumpkin seeds. This year, seasoned with tandoori masala. Unreasonably delicious. Oh, I, I need you to know how loud I laughed when I first read the words goth legume um, <laughs> earlier today. I guffawed. Oh, my heck. It is excellent. <laughs> and also, I mean, if that's not a band or something, that's got to be right. a character in our The Dunkle Oh, series. the goth legume? Yes. Oh, goodness. You know can't it's wait. true. Uh -huh. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that also sounds delicious. Oh, yes. and those pumpkin seeds. <sighs> I need to mix up my seasoning I use on pumpkin seeds. Kind of right? in like one thing I really like. Now I need to mix it up. Don't be, don't be afraid to experiment with your um, roasted progeny of ritually sacrificed gourds. Again, I love this. I love it. <laughs> I love how on Halloween we're all like, let's come out with the 
gothy puns or whatever yep. it is. Yeah, even mm. people who seem to dislike puns at other times of the year are like yeah. pretty into a Halloween pun. It's mm-hmm. great. And oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, and we we are the weirdos, mister. Come on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to these listeners for writing in. Uh, if you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.